Welcome to the Point Podcast from Pendle. Today, I'm speaking to Maxime Lafloc, Investment Analyst at Regnan. Maxime, the United Nations COP26 Climate Change Summit kicked off in Glasgow this week. Why does COP26 and UN conferences like this matter? Well, the UN conferences are really important because uh, climate regulation is is an extremely valuable service. Uh, But the problem is it's a global public good, which means that it requires some kind of international coordination to to protect it. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. uh, there is a risk of a free rider effect uh, where some countries could uh, emit emissions and while others uh, reduce. So the countries need to agree on on some sort of uh, globally agreed uh, targets. And this is what they've been trying to do with those uh, conferences of parties. Uh, now, the, the issue is that the current policies, even though they're getting a lot better, we've seen a massive change in the last few years. The current policies uh, put us on track uh, to 2.7 or 3.1 degrees of, of global warming, which is, which is not enough. Now, with the COP26, uh, this is the, the time um, since the Paris Agreement, uh, this is the time where countries need to update their national plans for for uh, reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, so that's, this is why this is really important. And, and I think this year, the, the International Energy Agency has really uh, set the tone, uh, saying that uh, to, to reach uh, those climate targets, there, there needs to be a lot more action. And for instance, you know, the, the annual renewable electricity uh, investment need to grow three times uh, by, by 2030. So th- there's a need for a lot more investment. Th- there's been a lot of investment in clean technology already, but that needs to, uh, to, to grow further. So just as an investor, do you hope from COP26 you will see these roadmaps, but also real money to build the infrastructure and the capability to have a carbon neutral world in 2050, which obviously means potentially there's things to invest in. That's right. I think what, what's really important with those COPs is really the uh, what is done at the country level in particular. So uh, long-term commitments from major countries, but also particularly the kind of mid-term targets to 2030. Now, we, we've seen massive change uh, very recently. So a few months ago, China committing to net zero by 2060, but also just this week, remarkably, India committed to uh, to net zero as well, uh, which was unthinkable just a few a few years ago. So this means that eighty four percent of global CO two emissions are now covered by net zero targets. This is really important because that then shapes uh, policies for you know, renewable energy, for electric vehicles, for smart grids, for a lot of those uh, investments. So that's supportive. And in particular, I think uh, something that many people expect is more action in terms of carbon markets, because that that could be a very clear signal for companies for where they need to go. So in in a very tangible sense, what COP26 does, if it's successful, and as you say, we've had India come out this week, so that's a big step forward. It makes companies think differently about climate change and ESG, which obviously has flow on effects for what you're investing in or not investing in. Yes, it's really important. Now, something I think we need to bear in mind is that there are also deeper forces. So the reason why I think we are seeing a lot more uh, action at the moment is that there's also a deeper economic force uh, at play here. Uh, So there's a lot of green innovation uh, accelerating. 
really. Uh, there are opportunities mm -hmm. uh, throughout uh, many sectors for, for decarbonization, many opportunities for decarbonize while actually you know, make processes more efficient, reduce uh, the energy footprint of operations would actually uh, have often a good return on investment for, for the companies implementing them. Uh, so those dynamics are really also helping the global climate action because they, they reduce, uh, they, they make the, the transition a lot more appealing uh, economically. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a very powerful force, I think, for for countries. But you know, it's a fantastic opportunity for investors. Yeah, I mean, so does it actually open up the investment horizon because there actually are more options now because of things like COP twenty six pushing companies to become more carbon neutral? Yes, exactly. I think something we, we've been uh, looking at, for instance, recently is is looking at uh, patents for for green technology where we see really that kind of acceleration. There's been a lot of growth in, in those uh, patents, which really signal that innovation is accelerating and, and, and bringing new opportunities to markets. You know, if you look at global patents in, you know, in the 1990s, the, the kind of environmental technologies uh, patents were just 6% of global patents. Now they're 10%. Uh, so they've been growing, growing quite a lot. And some technologies, you know, in terms of uh, patent trends, have been growing at uh, you know twenty, thirty percent uh, over the last decades in, in things like EV charging, autonomous vehicle technology, uh, etc. And, and and that really plays into again, you know, what the International Energy Agency was was saying that you know, we need to triple investments in in renewable energy. And and, and if you look at uh, also opportunities beyond that. Uh, you know, hydrogen production, uh, we need to grow to you know, 700 times compared to the, the level it is today. Public EV charging, 150 times. Battery storage uh, technology, 170 times. So uh, these are very big markets that are uh, forming and that are accelerating. And so the more we get to net zero target, uh, the more those markets are, are set to see uh, exponential growth. Finally, Maxime, a few days in, are you happy with how COP26 has progressed so far? Rocky start last weekend with the G20, but it certainly has picked up pace since then. It has. I think uh, the commitment from India uh, was, was a big, big step. You know, it used to be that uh, I think something that was holding back some of the discussions was the fact that uh, the old industrial countries were seen as responsible. Well, I think, I think a lot of things have changed uh, with China and India uh, obviously becoming uh, you know bigger parts of the emissions equation, and they recognize that. And again, I think one of the reasons is that countries uh, like China and India recognize also that well, there's a cost-benefit equation whereby the cost of mitigation, uh, the cost of reducing uh, emissions, investing in new environmental technology, is reducing dramatically, and actually can give you benefit. China has very good technology in, in, in batteries, electric vehicles, smart grids, these things that can, you can actually uh, export as a country. So make makes uh, good business sense. And at the same time, they recognize that they are exposed themselves as countries to the physical risks of, of climate change. And I think the science is showing that you know, the, the development in, in the science is showing that actually that cost is seen as now higher than, than used to be and the impact a bit nearer term than, than expected with issues around extreme weather events accelerating and, and impacting those, those countries more. So I think it's a decent start. We are just in the beginning. Let's hope that uh, there's more tangible action and in particular, 
yes, commitments. I think the commitment by, by individual countries are particularly interesting to look at. Maxime, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you very much. That was Maxime Lafloc, Investment Analyst at Regnan. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer. <laughs>